Welcome back to Urban Theology. Thanks for tuning in. This is a podcast brought to you by two millennial men who are brought together by the grace of God. And we're here to talk to you about everything from the ups, the downs, and the in-betweens of this life. My good brother, what's going on with you, man? What's going on? My man, it's my it's my birthday weekend, bro. I'm just I'm hey, just happy birthday again. And I appreciate it, my G. So I'm just I'm just coming down off of the birthday celebration. You know, my girlfriend took me to dinner on Friday. Guys, and, uh, this is your girlfriend, man. This is your girlfriend that's just treating you so well. Well, let, let me not get in trouble. But no, shout out <laughs> to the girl. Shout out, shout out to my girl too. She treats me well. <laughs> but yeah, man, she definitely blessed me. It took me to dinner. And then yesterday she took me axe throwing for the first time. So that was fun. Bro, I saw that your axe that you threw, it looked like a throw from Russell Westbrook. Like he floated that joint. Like I was like, bro, if you don't throw a line to drive. You, know, you want to know something funny? I had to learn how to finesse because I just, it took me like six tries to get that joint right. It kept banging off of the thing. And the dude yeah. was like, yo, why don't you float it? And I did it and that joint landed perfectly. <laughs> bro, when I saw that, I thought about uh, Russell Wilson, bro. I was like, yo, that looks like a finesse floater. <laughs> And no, but hey, before we get off track, because I feel like today is going to be a special time. We got a topic, money and finance, a lot of fun. Let's go ahead and get into our prayer, bless the pod and just get into the show. So it's on me. Father God, thank you for allowing us to come together again. Uh, please continue to bless this podcast and allow us to speak knowledgeably on some things. We want to talk about money and finance today. And I just want to, I just want to pray for our listeners that you can help them in that area, or that you will help them in terms of providing for their needs, and that you'll help them in terms of just getting out of any financial holes that they may have dug themselves in. So thank you, Father, for putting this topic on our hearts, and continue to bless the listeners. In my name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Right. Bro, bro. So I kind of alluded to it. We're going to be talking about money and finance, all right? And we are going to be talking about it in terms of like we're Christian men, all right? I know you hear all the songs, it's like give money, get money, this and that. But we're gonna be talking about it in terms of okay, we're living in this world that you know money's a big deal, but what what does God have to say about it? What what, what does our spirit have to say about this? You know, so I'm excited about it. I can't wait to get into it, but um, I want I wanted to kind of get into how we were. You said you celebrated a birthday, much love to that. You know, how do you, what's what's your mindset going into this new year? Man, honestly, just, I would say going into this new year of life, just me personally, um, like last, well, I'll definitely say like 31, I'm 32 now. So I'm 31 started. Man, you gotta be like the ladies. You don't have to put your age no, out. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I don't, I don't care. Like it doesn't, doesn't bother me. <laughs> But like, just for me personally, I started on this um, pathway or this path to like restoration. So for me, it's mostly just like, like staying committed to it, right? Especially like my goal is to be like a healthier man in my mind, um, mm -hmm. to, be, to be healthier like spiritually. And like all of that takes a level of vigor that you kind of have to like keep going. You got to have that added attitude. So for me, that's just the mindset, right? It's just to stay committed to that because, you know, eventually like you know i have future plans obviously you know get married and all these all these things right but my thing is i want to be in a healthy like there's a place that i want to be right and what i've learned is that um you got to just keep going on that journey right and it doesn't yep. stop somewhere so for me that's just what i want to continue doing you know nice hey, and i'm gonna big you up you know i think as guys 
you know, we always like to bag on our friends. You know, it's like, guy, you're this, it. But no, I got to big you up because you're somebody that I watch your footsteps. Not just to, I guess, admonish you, you know, and maybe warn you of something, but also because I admire what you do. You know, I see the things you're doing. I see the steps that you're taking. I see you've told me some of your plans for the future. And I'm like, yo, I want to head in that direction too. You know, so big ups to you. I think I've seen you come a long way. You know, I, I remember when I first met you, it was different. <laughs> it was different. Uh, you know, So I, I'm proud of you. I think you are turning into a wise man. You know, you're 32 now. You look 30. You know, you look at y'all, hey, you ain't but a day over 30, okay? I'm, I'm going to give you that, you know, so keep taking care of yourself. And honestly, I just want to say I'm proud of you, man. So I'm, I'm happy birthday once again, man. Appreciate it. My G, man, what about you, dog? Like, where, where are you? Where are you right now? Where's your mentals? Where's your physical? Like, how are you feeling, man? Bro, I'm feeling, I'm feeling fresh. You know, I'm feeling fresh and something that rejuvenated me. So I'm a Catholic. I don't think I've ever talked about that on this podcast, you know, and there's a lot that people think about Catholics, like some good, some really bad, but uh, my girl invited me to this BCF Proclaim uh, thing. And when I heard it, I was like, look, that's kind of cool. You know, a bunch of people gathering together just to worship it was on a Saturday. I'm like, yeah, it's different. So I woke up that morning, went to the gym, worked out, doing personal best, you know, I'm out here getting buffed. And then I went out there just to see so many people. And mind you, this was during the Trump rally, the, the, the MAGA thing. It was such an awesome experience to see some of the rally goers saying, okay, you know what? Trump cool and all, but I'm going I'm to I'm sit in and praise and worship. You know, so I saw just a multitude of people just giving praise to God. And that, it rejuvenated me, you know, because we've been in this pandemic. And it's like COVID, there's COVID. COVID is real, yes, but God is the original, you know, Baba, he's the, he takes precedence over everything, you know, so just seeing people understand that God deserves all the praise, and of course, we had our six feet, everybody had their masks, there was sanitizer around, so yeah, that was precautions, but everybody was just praising, so I feel fresh, I feel rejuvenated, I'm, 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 I'm in a good mood, bro. That's, that's wonderful, man, and I'm glad, I'm glad you were able to go out there and get refreshed, man. I'm, I'm not gonna hold you. I do miss worshiping with other people, dog. Like the fact that we, I haven't been able to do that since like- man, It was dope, man. It was dope, bro. It was dope. Now, you know what? I gotta, I, I, this is kind of off topic, but I wanna talk about it. Cause here on Urban Theology, we are just, we're, we're, we're guys. We're guys who, we, we have some of the same thoughts you guys have. We have some of the same issues our listeners have, and uh, this just popped up in my head, but um, what do you think about this? What, what, what's your opinion on this? Can you read the Bible without having a relationship with God? Like, you know how some people, it's like, the, the Bible has so much stuff, and I'm saying, in terms of a relationship with God, it's just like talking to God, you know, like taking that time out and saying, okay, I wanna oh, tell God man. everything. I wanna listen to God. Wait, so are you saying without a relationship? Yeah, without a relationship. So without a relationship, you're, you're just reading history. Because, because, I mean, the Bible, like, obviously we know it to be like a spiritual um, spiritual text, right? God's spoken word, right? But if I'm reading it without, without like God's spirit or without knowing God, it's like I'm just, I'm reading 
like history because part of it is it is history right it's 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 um god's i mean god's story in in humanity so it's like without the spirit of god if i'm just reading it it's like i'm reading it for like like history right i'm just reading it for information mm -hmm. i'm reading it for information which anyone can do it you can just you can read it right but there's some there's right. some there's something that happens when you read it with god's spirit right when right. when when the holy spirit is helping you right and the holy spirit is on two fronts it can either be convict it can be convicting me of what i'm wrong right my sin right it can be it can show me where i'm misstepping or whatever but also right if god's spirit opens my eyes it can give me hope but mm -hmm. I'm, I'm reading it because I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is, and that, and the funny thing about the Bible, the Bible is prophetic in its nature, uh -huh. right? So like, you can literally just turn to a verse and it's literally speaking about what is happening in your current situation, right? It's, uh -huh. and it's, a, it's an active word. So I think without his spirit, it doesn't, it doesn't hit the same. There's just something about his spirit helping you understand. But what do you, what do you think about that? Bro, that's why you my guy, see, because you kind of took the words out of my mouth and to give you a little backstory, I was talking to somebody that loves the podcast that we do. And I'm, I, I was just thinking about it. And I was like, you know, if you just tune into the podcast and it's entertaining because you're a friend of mine and you know, oh yeah, you, you had the Bible in there. It's good. It won't mean anything if you don't have that relationship with God. Okay. Just because you listen to urban theology and we go on for 30 to 45 minutes, that's not doing anything for your relationship with God. You got to take, it, it, it's more steps, you know? So that's where this question kind of came from. And, you know, the way I feel about it, I would liken this to, you can take the bus to but so many places. All right. It's, it's places where you're going to need to walk to that place, catch an Uber. Like the bus ain't going to get you to every location that you need. Now, I feel like reading the Bible is great, but you have to have that relationship. That's the extra mile. You know, there's some places where you get on a bus route and it's like, okay, we can drop you here, but the bus route doesn't go into that place, that location that you want to go. What's going to take you to that location is your relationship with God. You know, so whether it's, you are listening to a podcast, hopefully Urban Theology, because if not, you got problems. But whether it's you're listening to Urban Theology and it's like, oh yeah, you guys are so great. Or you're reading text and it's like, oh yeah, this is so entertaining, this is so cool. Because there's scripture in the Bible that will just motivate you like, oh yeah, it said this, oh yeah, I'm gonna jump. It's like, but have you actually sought out a relationship with God and tried to listen to what God has to tell you? You know, so yeah, that, that's how I feel about it. And you took the words right out of my mouth, but I wanted to kind of touch on that before we got into the money and finance section of the podcast for real. I like that, man. I like it. Hey, man, that's what we do out here, man. We call audibles all the time, you know? <laughs> Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> right. Yo, so let's, let's step into the room of money and finance. And I'm going to give a little background about myself. I would call myself a finance guru, okay? I've been studying finance since my undergrad days where my mom made me, she was, look, I'm a Nigerian kid, you know? So my mom wanted me to do mechanical engineering and it was too hard, okay? It was too difficult. So I went to, I went to financial economics and that's my background. Since undergrad, probably sophomore year, I've been studying that. I got my master's in finance and now I'm studying for my chartered financial analyst certificate. So there's, I have some knowledge in this. What about you? What's your background with money and finance? 
Um, to be honest, uh, my background is I'm just I'm 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 just a regular guy. I'm I'm no, uh, yeah, I'm managing. I'm I'm not I'm not a money expert by by any means. Honestly, like most people, um, money wasn't really kind of talked about in, in my household, so I didn't I didn't really form a healthy um, healthy relationship with money, right? Like most people, if we're if we're just being honest, right? We 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 make yeah. a, we make a lot of mistakes, make a lot of poor choices. But I, what I will say is, I'm probably in a little bit better place now where I'm having a healthier relationship with money and trying to get to an even more healthier um, point with with money. So that's kind of kind of who, who I am. I hope, I hope that makes sense. And just in terms of like, like it makes sense to me, but yeah. I don't know if it makes sense to listeners. If it doesn't make sense to you and your <laughs> listener, let us know. Okay. And I'll let this gentleman know he's not making any sense. <laughs> so for men, it is important that we have a good grasp on finances because hey, look, we want to lead our family. Sorry. Right? And it is difficult for you to lead your family to lead a woman, you know, and hey, don't fight me. I'm not, I'm not saying lead like could it leash or no. I'm just talking about in terms of biblical sense, you know, head of the household. So this is an important topic, and for women, it's an important topic too because you, I've talked to a lot of people that are married, bro. A lot of times, you know, yeah, the man's the leader, but the wife actually takes account of a lot of the finance. Like, I know one of my guys, it's like. Yeah, my wife pays all the bills. I, I bring the money in and she... By, by the way, that's not bad per se. Like me, I'm actually fine with that because my thing is, me, I will go get the gist thing. I don't even... That's. Yeah. I think as at a bare minimum, as a man, you should have that hunter mentality. Like, you know what? Right. Let me at least go and... Let me go and get everything we need. And my wife is an amazing manager. I just need to bring her the stuff and she'll put it... By the way, I think that's perfectly fine to do what works for you. I think part of our our challenges is trying to force, you can't always force somebody that maybe necessarily that's not their, their strong suit yep. per se, right? Or you could be like an amazing, kind of like you said, you can be an amazing hustler, bring all the bread home and your, your wife is an amazing manager. I think that's why God made us with different, um, like different um, personalities and skills. So I think that's fine too. But what do you, what do you think about that? I guess. That's I mean, look, I just know there's, 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 different types of relationships. What I mean by that, yeah, everybody loves each other in a relationship, but yeah, you can have some relationships where, like you said, the guy is the expert, the woman isn't, and they find some system where they work it out and you can have the opposite, you know? But I do think in terms of just, you know, the value for men and women, both parties should take effort to, at least before you come to the table, have some type of accountability in terms of money and finance. That's real. So the first question we're gonna address, and I want you to speak not only for yourself, but what you also think people feel like. So what, what, what role does money play in your life? And how do you feel like in terms of people you know, what role do you think it plays in their life as well? So this, this, is, always, this is always interesting. I think part of this depends on how you grew up with money, right? Yep. So, and, and I, like a lot of us are, are immigrants, right? Or we're, we're children of, of, of immigrants, right? And being in this country, and I think you you agree with this, having Nigerian parents, bro. I think a lot of our habits kind of come from what we grew up around, right? And, and what do I mean? Our parents were literally, their whole thing was just surviving, right? <laughs> just, just, right. just surviving with the, you know, the money that, that they had and making it to the next, paycheck you know what i'm saying right making it another two weeks or whatever the case may be and i think for a lot of us right and even just like 
a lot of millennials, you know what I'm saying? I think we have this weird relationship with money where it's like, all right, I got it. Let me just manage to, you know, let me do what I can and manage till my next paycheck, right? Kind of just stops there, right? It's just, it's just kind of like this survival, um, survival, um, survival methods, right? And I think also too, another thing is we're very like tight-fisted with money because we have this fear you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what if I lose my job? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, like that's the end all, end all, be all, right? And and I think for a lot of people, myself included, that's been my, been my experience with money, right? Where where we get it from, and and and, and how and how we view it, and and like and in a funny way, that kind of kind of shape a weird experience. I think for a lot of people, right, that's people's starting point. It doesn't necessarily mean that's where they are today, but I think for a lot of people, that's where their relationship with money starts. So true, so true. And, you know, growing up in the type of household I grew up in, we started off with money and then didn't have money and then we started to get some money. But the one thing that was always constant through those phases, we know how to enjoy, man. We know how to enjoy. And the thing is, when you want to enjoy in this life, and I'm saying this life, I'm not talking about a life that is something that will you know pertain to god i'm just talking about you know general life like okay i want to look fresh I, like anytime somebody sees me yeah when you are enjoying like that you got to have money you know so for me growing up money was like money was important it was, it was it was important you know and as i've gotten older it's actually becoming less important you know and for me it's more so what are the values that i continue to hold dear to you know but I will say, I do believe for the general population, money is a God that we have become comfortable worshiping. You know, I, I, I truly think so. You know, and some people might say, okay, that's OD. No, I, I really think money has become a God where it's like people can write books about it. People can do dissertations on it and you become comfortable. It's like, okay, well, hey, I'm just trying to help my family out. So I have to sacrifice X, Y, and Z and I have to do this because of that. You know, so I think, yeah, it's a God that we're comfortable worshiping. And I, kind of to add to that, right? I think another thing too, kind of what we see a lot in the culture and I kind of see like what we see in social media is like, because of, of money, right? And because of like how we've made it a God, right? I think a lot of, people in the culture are selling themselves short because of money, right? Or, or, or because of money, right? Whether it's like, I don't know if we can go there on, on urban theology, but like, you know, women that like, I'm not, again, I know you have free, you can do whatever you want, but like women that create only, only fans accounts and, or even just like all these like different, no, I'm just saying, let, I'll just keep it a stack, bro. All these different things that exist. That's fine. If you want to benefit from your body or whatever the case may be. Right. But, like your body is more than monetary monetary value, right? And imagine if like, um, and, and this goes the same thing with, with men too, just all of us. Like imagine if we saw ourselves as more, right? We wouldn't sell ourselves for so much less. But that's just something to think about. What you, what you, what you, what you think about that? Bro, I, I think money is a God, like you look at the landscape, right? And I'm, I'm not gonna argue like how you wanna do your marriage, but nowadays, before you start to talk about family, like in terms of like future children and, you know, some of the fundamental things, the things you do talk about is, okay, where's the wedding going to be? 
Okay, if it's gonna have these many people, it's gonna be expensive. So you gotta start saving for the wedding, okay? And this is both men and women, okay? I'm not just putting it on women, you know? You have some men who are also like, okay, you know what? I want to make sure I could, you know, afford all these luxuries before I settle down, you know? And it's like, I mean, love is a pretty good thing, you know? You have some women who are like, I'm gonna need a ring that's three, four, five times your paycheck. You know, these are things, and it's funny because in the Bible, you know, Proverbs 31, you know, a lot of women love that passage, but it talks about, you know, um, like that a woman is far more worthier than how many rubies and whatnot, you know, like her price is far beyond that. You know what I'm saying? Nowadays, when you talk about love, money is there. Like it, 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 it's almost like you don't hear the, okay, well, how much do you really love? No, it's, it's more so like, okay, well, hey, you got to make sure her student loans aren't this. You got to make sure his student loans ain't this. You got to make sure he makes this. And I'm, so I, I do think money is something where it's like, bro, it's gotten out of hand, y'all. No, and I'm glad you went there because it is important. Like no one is saying. Yeah, it is important. Yep. Yeah, no one is saying it's not, but it's like one of those things that is very nuanced, right? Because every situation is different. Every person's background, upbringing, and different things, you know, have led them to this point with money are all different, right? They're they're all different, right? And and no one, I don't even think anyone is, and kind of what, what you'll get kind of get from this conversation is none of us are a finished product, even with regards to money. We're still growing, we're still trying to make better decisions and better choices, right? But I feel like some people kind of get to this point where even maybe some of their past mistakes are being held against them. I'm like, okay, well, like again, like. There's different situations. And I think <laughs> this is gonna sound funny, but I think the big issue with money, honestly, bro, is most people don't cut their, uh, I wanna make this, most people don't wear the, the right clothing or what's the, what's, the, what's the saying? They don't cut their cloth according to the, uh, yes, according to the size. I think that's the yeah. primary, and this kind of goes back yeah. to the point, the point that you said, worrying about a wedding ring that's XX time, worrying, um, worrying if a man is making six figures. My dear, are you making six figures yourself? Like like no shade, but it's just like worrying about the wrong things, you know? Yeah, and I wanna make this clear. We're not saying money isn't a topic, okay? I think more, so, we're saying in terms of the, like how high it is on the pecking order. It's like, okay, should it be that high? You know, and I, I know for me, I see money as something that people believe can make miracles, you know? And I don't know about you, but bro, in my brokenness, like in the times where it's like, yo, I ain't got nobody to turn to. Oh my goodness. Oh my, my relationship with God has blossomed so much, you know, because I'm like, can't nobody help me out of this. And I'm not saying money is a terrible thing, but sometimes money becomes that God where it's like, okay, God, please fix it. Okay. Yeah. And you go buy whatever you go. Like one thing that I know was toxic with me is if I'm going through something, I'm gonna buy something, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna buy something. Yo. Me too. Me too. Like, and bro, it's funny because I've, I've tried to throw money at like my insecurities. I've tried to throw money at, at like, just when I feel bad, like you said, where I'm going through a, like a rough patch. Maybe if I buy this, it'll make me feel yeah. better. And, and I still, and I still don't feel better. I still feel like, yeah. I still yeah. feel whatever I'm going through. Right. And, and bro, this, this is so real. A lot of times, like, and this is the thing, money is, a, money can be a problem solver, right? 
But I think our big, our biggest thing, and this is where we always forget it. Money comes from somewhere, right? And money, money is a source, right? Yep. But we, we, what we forget, and we forget this all the time. And, and again, bro, I used to, I used to think like this, even thinking of the source of money or the power to make wealth or whatever, me thinking it comes from whether it's my investments or it comes, it's coming from my job, right? No, it's, it, everything comes from God. He's, yeah. he's the source, right? So yep. when I take my eyes off the source, I start looking at everything else. I start looking at everything else to, to, to save me. And money is one of those things a lot of us look towards to save us, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm right there with you. So once again, I don't want people, because I can almost picture people listening to this and like- <laughs> What are they talking about? Yeah, like, look, they probably broke. They got, look, we're not saying money is a terrible thing, you know? So I think the next thing to talk about is how can we have a healthier relationship with money? So I, I think on a basic level and kind of what I've, this, this probably helped me a, a lot and probably in like the last, I probably say I did not have this breakthrough for real, for real, probably to like the last two years, bro. Like, like the last, I'll probably say, but like in the last two years, this has helped me. This has helped me on a baseline, have a healthy, healthier um, view of money. It's realizing that money is merely just a means to an end. It's, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a means to an end, right? So just at a basic point, if I, if I can see money as a means to an end, I won't, I won't get too high when I have a lot and I won't get too low when I don't have enough. It's, mm-hmm. it, it, helps, it helps me because I realize, you know what, it's just a means to an end. I have to use it to get something, right? Whether that's my livelihood or, you know, take care of different, like different things, right? So on a basic level, like viewing it as a means to an end and not putting it on the ultimate pedestal. Cause again, like you said, we're not saying it's not important, but when I, when I, when I, um, when I lose sight of what it is and what it's supposed to be used for, it, it can make me have an unhealthy view, right? It makes me unbalanced and it can skew how you view a lot of things. So for me on a basic level, that's how I have, and how, that's how I started to have a healthier relationship with money, just seeing it as a means to an end, right? A, a means I use as a resource and also a means that you, that you save. So that's a basic, a basic level. So for you, I guess, where do you start? Like, where do you start with that? How do you start on a basic level? Bro, Ecclesiastes chapter two, right? You read that and it, it tells you that there's a time for everything. You know, there's a purpose for everything as well. So understanding that and realizing that I need to prioritize things that are important to me. It's difficult to do that because look, when you get up, you got to go to work. Okay. Why do you go to work? You go to work because you want to make some money. Okay. You go to work, you want to make some money and you want to get a raise because you want more money and you don't want to get fired because you don't want to lose any money. Okay. But if you are so focused on that job and most of us, we get up in the morning and we go to work, you know, now we're working from home. So a lot of people are just running downstairs and cutting on their computer. I'm doing the same thing. Me too. I don't even, I don't even brush sometimes. I'm not gonna Bruh, me too. I brush later. <laughs> exactly, bro. So it's now so convenient for me to just get to the money. You always hear the rappers who say, you know, I got to get to the money, get money, do that, blah, blah. You know, it's all about getting to the money. And 
even like motivational speakers, you know, get in your bag, chase the bag, you know, do this. And it's like, well, I'm doing something that can bring me some type of joy that can bring me some type of happiness. So that's not a bad thing. So the way that I structure my relationship with money is, first of all, God comes before money. God is the person that is spraying me with all the money, saying, yes, my son, do well, take, 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 oh yeah, enjoy. That's who the person, who, that's who is blessing me with that. So if I don't acknowledge him first, well, it's not going to be well with me, no matter how many projections I have, no matter how many jobs I have, it is not going to be well. And just because God does not deal with me in that moment, like I could have a windfall of a million dollars, right? And God might not be happy with me. I'll get that money and think, oh yeah, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Just because God doesn't take that money away from me now doesn't mean that, oh, God is so approving of me having that money. You know, so there are things that in your future will reveal to you like, hey, you made some mistakes back there. So first thing for me is, yo, before I get to the money, I have to talk to God, you know? So before I make my budget, I got to talk to God. So that budget is like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But with me talking to God first, now it's like, okay, look, hey, I think that person that hit you up that said they need some help, maybe you should help them out. Oh God, look, I don't have the money for this. And you got to be real with yourself. You got to be real with yourself. Okay. We all have money and we choose to do what we want with our money. So me inviting God into my relationship first, like, hey, God, okay, I'm here. You know what I'm making? Like, help me out. I sometimes get urges to help out other people. I sometimes get urges to, you know, hey, spend, like, I think I was telling you, I have a budget where I did not budget to go out to, 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 dinner or brunch like this past weekend but because I went to BCF you know I had to where everything was great and there was something else that happened where I was like I was just in a happy mood my spirit told me hey just enjoy something you know so that's me putting God first and then it's the budget you know I, I do stick to my budget but if my spirit tells me and this is one of those things where if you are not feeding your spirit you don't really have the, like, you can't say if my spirit tells me, you know, you have to feed your spirit. How do you, how do you feed your spirit? Hey, read your Bible, pray to God, you know, ask for discernment. So yeah, I, I invite God in first, you know, and then the budget comes and that's what works for me. And also I sometimes get in trouble with my budget. Like sometimes I overspend, but I always look at it and I say, okay, was it for a selfish reason? If it's for a selfish reason, okay, I just bought some shoes. I just, um, you know, I was feeling a little bad. So I went out and I bought something new. Then it's like, all right, you got a problem. But I'm not going to lie. There have been times where I know I had a friend who was really doing bad. You know, I won't put them out here. But it's like, yo, he asked me for a favor. And I was thinking about it like, okay, he could do so many other things that would be detrimental to his future, right? He could steal the money. He could, and these are all his choices. But if I can help a friend out, hey, I'm going to go ahead and do that. You know, so I have some times where I go over budget and it's like, hey, if, if, if my spirit is fine with it, then I'm, I'm fine. So that's how I deal with it in terms of the relationship with money. And that's right. And I think another thing too is just to give yourself grace, right? And give yourself, like, give yourself 
room like even like like you said like having a budget which is like really important but also just like give yourself grace because sometimes like you said sometimes you may you may splurge or whatever it, it happens right but also too there may be a time where like you may you know meet someone else's need and, and help someone else right i think that's a another thing too i think having like a healthier view of money now this does not mean necessarily all the time like you know because people like to take advantage of kindness like let's not pretend like that's that's not a thing right some yeah. Some, yeah. some some people do that yeah. you know but i try not to worry about that too much because i know at the end of the day god sees the intent of your heart when you help people or you know what i'm saying they, they come to you and you, and you help whatever in, at the end of the day i always just believe just do do right by god and do right by others and god will god will bless will bless you right and i think and i think that's a honestly and that's kind of a major key with money too do right by god and do right by others right so it is this necessary doesn't even mean like um your immediate family maybe you may see like a homeless person right or just somebody that's that's in need right god and this is where us kind of going back not to go off on on a tangent right this is where having a healthier view of money, we can also meet the needs of other people, right? And I think as a Christian, it's important that we understand. And no, this is like, and honestly, I'm starting to see this like as like really big. Us having money is not even just about us having it. Part of it is about us sewing into and, and helping to bridge the gap and help those, right? Or even putting our money towards, let's say like, even like our own nonprofits, right? Building things that, that help, you know, other people. So that's just kind of something to think about, something to chew on a little bit. Bro, I'm going to say this, and I know this is going to be a problem with some people. You got to have a limit on money. Like how much money is enough for you? Okay. And I know a lot of people are like, look, if I'm going to keep making money, like that's good. This is going to be controversial. Okay. But my thing is in life, if we eat too much, your stomach's going to hurt. Okay. Now, I know some people that say, well, hey, I digest food fast and I could, you know, hey, I'm not going to argue with you there. But in every facet of our life, we have limits, okay? How do I know this? In terms of, stick to finance. You want to buy Tesla stock. People will say, hey, Tesla is too expensive. It is at $2,000. It's too expensive. We'll say that. Too much. In terms of clothes, you want to buy... People are selling PS5s. You know, some people are selling PS5s for 1200 I'm like, oh, bro, that is too much. My limit on something like that? Look, what is it, $400? I probably yeah. pay like $500 at max. No, no it's, fi it's $500 for retail. It's like $499. We set limits in every part of our lives. It's yep. just when the thing that can give us enjoyment comes, we don't set limits. And, bro, even with, you know, like the culture that I grew up in, in terms of being promiscuous, these are things where I should have set a limit. Like, hey, look, I don't need to do this. So with money, why can't we set a limit where it's like, hey, I'm not going to trade anything else for another dollar. That extra dollar doesn't mean that much to me. You, do, you, do you know why? Because again, money is no different than like food, right? It's right, and, and like we as humans, and I think this is the Bible, talks about money a lot too right and what i what i'm learning too is like money is similar to like food and all these other things like and our, like we naturally as human beings don't always have the best self-control right even the most self-controlled even honestly even the most self-controlled person all it takes is like one binge whatever that is like it just takes one binge to kind of set them 
back, right? Whether they yep. may have, they may have self-control financially, right? They may be really good with money, right? Or they may lack it. They may lack it in, let's say the area of food, right? Maybe they struggle with food, right? And let's just say they're, they're having a bad time. They're more likely to spend more money on food, which is, you know what I'm saying? Which is, which is a vice. And all these things are just, um, all these things are, are outside, right? Like food and money, they're outside of us, right? But what they do is they play on, they play on what's going on in the, the inside of us, right? Like our lack of self-control, our insecurities, our, our frailties and all, of, and, and all of these things. So I think that's where, where that all comes from, right? Just whatever is already present in us, it just manifests, yeah. you know? Bro, I think this would be a great time to, like we, we have our individual scriptures, but we actually were on the same page with one scripture. And we we're like, yo, let's think about doing this. I think about doing it. But I think it's a good time to talk about that. So you mentioned like money is like food, but everybody eats differently. Okay. So some people you could eat however many plates of rice and it's like, Hey, that didn't really fill me up. You know, it's not gluttony. It's just, Hey, I eat a lot. And some people, they only need a small portion. The scripture we were talking about, the parable we we're talking about, so Matthew 25, and it was the parable about the master who gave different talents to his servants, and he gave them based on their abilities. And it's the same way I feel about money in terms of God. God will bless you, and he will bless you with however much money he believes you based on your abilities, based on your capacity, yeah, he'll, 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 he'll bless you. But it's also one of those things where in that same parable, you had the one that they gave five talents to, you had the one they gave two talents to, and you had the one that they gave one talent to. But in all of those scenarios, they were blessed. So we're all blessed, bro. We're all blessed. But sometimes we look at the person with five talents and we say, okay, he got more than me, so I'm not blessed. So first things first is we are all blessed with the ability to make money. You know, I, I want to put that out there. If you are sitting here and you're telling yourself, oh, I'm just doomed. No, we all have the ability to do something that can bring us some type of profit. I'm not going to say you're going to be a millionaire, you know, but you can make some money. Okay. That's what I, that's what I will say. Now in that same parable, you have the first one got five, he doubled his talents. Now you think about that with money. What are you doing with your money that can bring glory to God? You know, you have all this money, you're sitting on it, you're just using it for yourself. Are you doing anything that once the Lord comes back to take account, he'll say, okay, hey, you definitely were a good investment manager. You have the last person. And you know what's so interesting about that passage, bro? When I was reading it, in the parable, it basically said the, the master was mad because he was like, you could have at least put my stuff in the bank to get me some interest. And if we know anything about interest, it, it, if you put $100 in the bank, interest is probably going to be like 10 cents, you know, if that. So it's not like the master was saying, hey, you didn't double that one talent I gave you. It's just, no, you were so selfish that you kept all of it for yourself. So I think in terms of money, we have to start understanding that no matter how much money we get, we can still help out. We can still bring glory to God's name, you know? And when we start to get the money and we say, okay, look, I got $5 here. Okay. I, I want to flip that for $5. And then once I get $10, I can buy me the TV. And then once I buy the TV, I'm going to have $2 left and I can flip that into four. And then I can buy my house and I can, what are you doing that is helping 
bring attention to God, bring glory to God? What are you doing for him? You know, so when I think of money, bro, I just be thinking like, look, in whatever, whatever capacity you have money, you have to take yourself out of the equation at some point and say, okay, how can I either help somebody else? How can I either, uh, you know, bring somebody out of a situation? How can I either do something that will, you know, at the end of the day, help me get into heaven? You got to do something that's outside of just being selfish. Dog, that's, that's so big. And I think what's kind of really, really dope about that parable is it just shows that God really cares about what we do, right? But also what I believe too is that there's also grace in that parable, right? That even if I haven't gotten it right, if, if God has, you know, given me mercy and God has given me another day, right? As long as I have another day, I have a chance to make right on what, he, what he's given me. Like that's a big, that's a big takeaway, right? So, okay, so like I, re I read that parable, I'm like, okay. I see how the master, obviously, which is God, how we felt about, you know, the three that he gave, he gave talent to. But what I could learn from that is like, okay, as long as God is gracious and gives me another day, I can still use the resources, right? Which is, and, and I love how the, the Bible uses like the analogy as money, right? Yep. Like, it's yeah. Not, yeah. And like, it's a perfect analogy because you can literally talk about it like as money, right? But it can mean a lot of things. It could be like, like you said, money is one. The talents he's given you, yep. the resources he's given you, right? How can you use all of that for the furtherance of God's kingdom? That's that's everything, right? So how can you Facts. add to the kingdom, right? How can you support the kingdom, right? How can you support kingdom initiatives, right? How can you um, support things that 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 push the kingdom of, of God forward, right? And and that's actually kind of kind of really because that not that doesn't necessarily even mean giving your money to the church, right? That, that could be like, okay, maybe this person is like going to another country to spread the gospel or, or you know, to, or whatever the case may be, right? Or you know what? Yeah. God has blessed me. You know what? Let me write, I mean, let's say like I'm doing well financially. You know what? Let me write a check to fund the trip. I'm directly funding the furtherance of God's word to maybe to a place that, that maybe won't even get to hear it, right? And that's, that's one example of that, right? I'm using my resources to further, you know, God's, God's kingdom. So just, we just kind of want to challenge you with that, right? What that, that looks like and what, and also another thing too, maybe there's like a nonprofit, right? There's a nonprofit that you really, really, um, you really believe in, you know, God has put it on your heart and you believe in the mission where you believe in like what they're doing, bro, you can, you can partner with them. Right. And that's, and that's an example of, of God using us, right. And using our resources, you know, to affect the culture for good. Because I think as children of God, I think this is where we kind of miss it a lot too. And this is part of how um, us knowing God affects everything we do, right? It affects everything that's connected with us, you know, and especially our money, right? So this is personally what I believe in. I, I kind of want you to speak to this. I feel like as believers with our money, we're supposed to, um, we're supposed to push change in culture. That's really what I believe, yeah. what we're supposed to do with money. That's really what I believe in my heart is that we're supposed to use it, um, not just obviously for the furtherance of God's kingdom, but also to shape and push culture in, 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 in a certain way that glorifies God and also just meets, you know, the needs of others. But what do you, what do you think about that when you hear that? I'm on the same page. I, I would say, I mean, I, yeah, money glorifies God, 
But I also think, I mean, look, if you have a family, feed your family, okay? Of course, like, of course. Yeah. Okay. No, no, because you're, I mean, obviously your ministry starts at home. We're not, we're not even saying, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 all a, it's all priority, right? But I also believe that God will still hold you responsible. I don't think he's going to be like, oh, because you had a family. That doesn't mean, he's like, I gave you enough where you could provide for your family and you could still right. yeah. help those on the outside, you know? Yeah, no, so I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I just know I've, like, there, there are times where I, I sit back and I say, okay, look, you got to have food on the table, you know? Like, I know just on a personal note, like, I haven't had, I don't have a family, you know, like, a, like I don't have kids or a wife yet, but I know there was a point where I did have to stop and say, okay, I'm kind of, like, taking care of others and, like, doing a lot of things outside, but... I have to make sure like some people around me are also, you know, fed, you know, just at a basic level, you know? So yeah, I, I, I agree with what you said in terms of just, you know, how money should be used. And I would just go ahead and say, if it's not, it, it, if the way you're spending money makes your, makes your soul cringe, because look, I, I've spent my money in some ways that'd be like, sure. bro, sure. I'll keep it a hundred with you. I have gone to strip clubs, okay? I've gone bro. to strip clubs. When I be spending that money, I just be like, ah. Bro, I, <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Go, go ask forgiveness. I've, 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 I've gone too, right? And we've had, I've had instances like that in the past where it's just like, bro. And it's, it's, it's not the money. It, yeah. It's not the money. It's, it's, yeah. like, it's like, it's like what I'm using it for. It doesn't, it's like, bro. yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I know yeah. what you mean, bro. I know what you mean. It makes sense, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. So, hey, I, I want to ask another question for discussion. Um, is it, so as, as a Christian man or woman, okay, is it a, would you say it's a, and yeah, a lot of stuff that I'm saying, honestly, I feel like it can go either way. Some people can listen to it and be like, you know what, they reach in. Some people can listen to it and say, hey, you know what, they hit. So mm -hmm. is it a sin to have bad finances? So you meet somebody and it's like, yo, they finances is just jacked up. They got credit card bills. They got student loans. They got personal debt. Is it a sin to have bad finances? Um, I wouldn't say like it's a sin necessarily. Like, I'm not going to say that because, I mean, everyone has different like circumstances. So I think it's more important to just understand, okay, how did you get from point A to point B? Like, how did you get from here to there? I think that's very important. It's very nuanced. Right. But I also think what is equally as important, important is like, okay, with all that being said, what are you doing? Because to me, what I think is more important is what is your plan to financial freedom? Because I think that's very important. Right. I think that's super important. Like, yeah. we, we, like, and, and this, and I think this is kind of what can give people hope. It doesn't really matter where you are. And I like how you said that before, as long as you, as long as you have money coming in, right. And, and, um, you kind of sit back and you reassess things. You can always dig yourself out of a hole, and also like seeking God for like wisdom. There's always a way to dig out of the hole. So now I'm not gonna say where this is a sin, but I think where it's a problem is where you don't have a plan and you're just okay with your situation being bad. Credit can always be fixed. People don't know how much like information is out there to like fix your credit, like and also even to dispute things that probably shouldn't even be on that joint, right? So like that that can be fixed. Debt can be paid off, right? None of these things 
are forever. Now, where they become a problem is where you don't have a plan, right? Or you just accept things the way they are and you don't try to do anything about them, right? And that's where I think all those things you've mentioned, that's where I think they can be problematic, right? When there's no, um, there's, there's no plan, right? Or there's no willingness to try and change these general, because some of these also, I don't know if you, you agree with this, because I, I want to hear what you guys say about it. I think some of these things are generational too. We have some generational yeah. ties with, we have some generational bad ties with, with money that come from you know, our parents or whatever. And it's part of our job to break those cycles. And I believe that God will use us to break those cycles so we don't pass them down to our children, right? So I think that's part of it too. That's another thing as a Christian too, is to under, understand that part as well. It's a lot of, a lot of moving parts. But what do you, what do you think about that question? Bro, I think that we have to eat according to our appetite, you know, and I think in terms of Christian men and women, it can be a sin because of your appetite. You know, what I mean by that is, you know, throughout the Bible, when people are just humble and they are just asking God for stuff, God listens, like God takes care of his people. You know, now when I say that, it's not like we don't have trials, you know, we go through rough patches. So there might be a time where you do got to charge that credit card. There might be a time where you do have to, you know, Hey, it's a medical bill it is what it is. I just got to, yeah. But I think in terms of bad finances, it's where you are just sunk and you are not making any strides at, you know, Hey, swimming and, and, getting to a better level you know i think of the story of when jesus fed the multitudes with what the the, the five fish was it five fish i believe yeah. so yep and i also think of the story where you know where jesus um where elijah's elijah and, and the widow where you know he was hungry and the widow didn't have anything but i also think about their appetite you know one issue that i know i have or I'll say I kind of had, you know, because I've worked through some things, but I see a lot of my peers is they have appetites that are multiples of the food that they have on, on, on their plate. You know, I'm sitting there and I'm saying, look, if we were just humble and like, okay, look, I clearly have something. Because when I think of bad finances, especially in America, in the US, it's not a case of, hey, I'm in poverty, like I can't make any type of money. It's more so, hey, I make money, but I have all these things that are eating up my money, you know? And when we start to think about, okay, what's really important, we will place, okay, you have this fancy car and now your money's low and that thing's eating up your money. It's like, okay, I just have to find a way to pay it. I just have to find a way to pay it. It's like, well, why don't you just downgrade? You know, why don't you just, strip yourself of that and say, okay, you know what? That's not really so important. You know, let me get myself back together. So I think it's an issue of your appetite. You know, it's like gluttony. I wanted to ask you something. And this, this is actually gonna go back to another episode we were talked about, by the way, if you, if you need to catch up on, on our episodes, please go yeah, back and, and plug, listen. Man. Shameless plug. Where, where do you think social media comes into how we spend money? Bro. It, it, it's everything, bro. It's everything. It's almost like I, in that parable we're talking about in Matthew 25, where it's like somebody gets five talents, somebody gets two talents. Somebody, social media is watching that on your phone. Like, oh, he giving him five? 
oh, I bet I'm about to get five too. And you you get one and it's like, okay, I, I see what time you on. I see what time you on. Why he get five and why I get one? I see him shining over there. You know, so social, oh, bro, that, that just takes it to a whole nother level. And honestly, sometimes you got to get off of social media. Bro, I've been doing something where I, I, I get on social media, but I don't like, I make sure my notifications are off. And that's just something for me because I know like, hey, I'm trying to get some things done with business, with the podcast. So I just know for me, I have to stay off of there. I can't be on there as much. But social media and money, bro, that, that's hand in hand. Like those two are some evils that will drag you so far down. And when you look up, the only thing you have is a popular Instagram page. If that, I be seeing people with so much designer on and I'm saying, you only got 200 likes? 200 likes, bro? You spent all that money for 200 likes? Bro, you could have paid me and I would have given you more likes. <laughs> like, yeah, facts, facts. So, so all you end up with is a bank account full of emptiness, you know? Like you end up with this, okay, you have this validation from people who honestly aren't really like that. They're not your friends, you know? It's just random people who might like what you have on or might like the things that you have, but they're not so much interested in the person that you are. So yeah, bro, hand in hand, man, hand in hand. And I think if we can start to just strip ourselves of some of the things that aren't really necessities. I think that I like to enjoy, bro. I like to enjoy. Don't get, don't get, don't get it twisted. But what I'm saying is instead of looking to alternative sources, AKA credit cards, AKA student loan refunds, don't get me started on those, AKA, AKA personal loans, AKA um, tax refunds, because since we're talking about money and finance, a tax refund is just money that you overpaid, okay? So it's not really a refund that, you know, it's like free yeah, money. No, it, it, it's taxes. your money. Yeah. It's your money. You know, so instead of looking to all these alternative sources, when you get into a jam, stop and ask yourself like, okay, what is, what is, what, what, what is taking out of my account and what do I really need, you know? And I'll give you an example. I'm somebody where, I thank you, my brother. I got you. I got your YouTube TV account. YouTube TV. I don't know. It might be fourteen, maybe fifteen bucks a month. I don't know what it is, but for me, it's like, hey, I've set my budget, and I have a budget for entertainment. I have a friend who's helping me out. I'm not ashamed of that. Now, bro, 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 you're you're helping me out on the Apple Music. We got the family, the family account. Facts, but all I'm saying is I hope I'm still in your good graces. I hope yeah, sometimes yeah. you remind people like, oh, remember me? And then they think like, oh, you are on my Netflix. And then they take you off. Don't take me off. Okay? No, no, you're, you're good, bro. You're good. All right. No, but honestly, it's just one of those things where it's like, hey, that's my budget. You know, and for me, it's like there are other things that are more important. So in, I, I could easily say, okay, hey, I can afford that. I can put that $14 on my card. I can put these things add up. And at the end of the day, you start looking for alternative sources, which a lot of times you might say, okay, well, what if I have another job? That other job is still taking away time, time that you could be using to glorify God. And there are a lot of people that say, well, the job, it gives me more money so I can help other people. There are some jobs, I, I know some people who they're working multiple jobs and that takes away from that time of worship. You know, and it's looked at as like, well, I'm able to help all my family. Are you really helping out your family with money or are you just feeding 
one of their sins. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's up to you. If, if you're going to tell me, hey, I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, you know, I, I have this fancy, we, we use a car. I have this fancy car that, you know, all my friends like, but, you know, I need to get another job. Well, hey, I don't have that much time to do my Bible study. I don't have that much time to worship on Sunday because, hey, there's a lot of money to be made on Sunday. I work at the casino and on the casino, the Sundays be jumping, but I'm making the money and I'm providing. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to tell you, hey, your priorities are misplaced. Yeah. That's real, bro. That's real. Woo. Hey, man, it's been a real episode, bro. Nah, it's facts. been a real episode. So I don't want to, I don't want to get too heavy. You know, I just want to go ahead and let, let's, let's, let's talk about the scriptures that we want to reflect on today. Cool. I guess I'll, I'll go first. So my scripture is from Ecclesiastics 5.10. And it says, um, he who loves money will not be satisfied with money, nor he who loves wealth with his income. This is also vanity, right? So what I kind of love about um, Solomon, Solomon was basically like the Jeff Bezos of his day. Basically, he was yeah, like the wealthiest, like, like he was like the wealthiest man in scripture. And he, he said he was not even satisfied. He said it was all, it was all vanity. Basically, he just said that like, and, and this is kind of like what my brother talked about before. Like once you have enough, you're okay, right? And at the end of the day, it, it, can't, it, can't, it can't make my soul come alive. It can't, it, can't, um, it can't do everything for me, right? I'm still gonna feel empty to an extent. And this is not to negate the importance of it, but it's not everything, right? So having um, like King Solomon, having a healthy view of, of money helps me use it the way that I should use it. It helps me not put it on, on a pedestal or, or make it my all in all, right? It, it helps me view it as what it is, uh, you know, a, a means to an end. Nice. Man, we got to start talking about our scriptures before we go live with them. Because I'm actually out of Ecclesiastes 2. And I was like, yo, don't say the same one I'm about to say. <laughs> but you ain't really say it. I'm, I'm reading from chapter 3. I'm reading from chapter 3. And I'm going to read chapter 3. I'm going to go from verse 11. And I'm going to end at 13. So I'm reading NKJV right now. So um, he has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity in their hearts, except that no one can find out the work that God does from beginning to end. I know that nothing is better for them than to rejoice and to do good in their lives. And also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is the gift of God. You know, and I, I think my closing statement is God is not looking at you working hard, making money and saying, oh, this is a bad thing that he has all this money. No, that's not it. Like it is a gift from God for us to, verse 13 specifically says, and also that every man should eat and drink and enjoy the good of all his labor. It is a gift of God. So God has blessed you with this gift. Okay. It's something that you should not take for granted. It's something that it's not it's not mandatory that you have all this money, okay? This is just a gift from God. And if we know anything about gifts, I don't know about your family, but hey, there have been some years where I get some gifts that are like really crazy. And honestly, I'm at a point in my life right now where it's like, I get gifts and I'm like, yo, why do you even get this for me, man? But it's kind of like, hey, I, I like it. I'm thankful, you know? So it's the same thing with God giving us these gifts. God can give you a gift of, he can give you a gift of a Porsche. He can give you a gift of a Benz. Great. And he can also give you a gift of, I don't know, just the 
having, having a roof over your head in an apartment. He can give you that, you know? And when we realize that him blessing the next person with the bands or with the house and him blessing you with the apartment does not mean that he dislikes you or that he hates you or that he's, you know, just not on your side. And just understanding that, hey, we have something over our head. We have a roof over our head. We have a blessing from God. Man, I feel like we'll have true happiness. You know, we'll have that peace that passes all understanding. Just being thankful for God blessing us with whatever gift he has for us. Oh, that's, that's, that's heavy, man. I'm, glad, I'm actually glad we both went to Ecclesiastics because I think like this, this man, Solomon, was so like introspective, like writing that yeah. journey. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So yeah, it made sense. I'm glad, I'm glad you picked scripture from there too. Bro, and you know, it, it's, it's a lot of scripture on money in the Bible. You know, I think if you listen to Urban Theology and this is just intriguing to you, hey, do your research. Do your Googles. Honestly, Google is one of my best friends. You know, whenever I'm like, hey, where does it talk about this in the Bible? And I get so many things and, you know, it, it just helps me. So, man, this, I think it's been a heavy episode. I went into this very, very excited because I talk about money a lot, man. And, you know, in the capacity that I do talk about money, like when you talk about finance, it's, it's just, it's just, okay, get a profit, get a profit, get a profit, you know, Hey, that's, that's what finance is like make money. You know, that's what it is. But I was excited about this because it's like, I want to make a profit, but not in terms of money like it's a different currency you know i'm talking about i want to make profit i want to go to heaven you know that's that's my profit like that's what i want to do you know so if you're listening to this and you're enjoying what you're hearing and you think oh these two guys are great make sure you go to our podcast on apple podcast and leave us a rating now if you're listening to this and you're like yo these guys are weird <laughs> shut up still leave us a rating because you can rate us anywhere from I think it's one star to five stars. If you give us one star, I will find you. I'm not even playing. With, I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing. I will find you. But you know, it's it's constructive criticism. You know, leave your thoughts. We'll appreciate it, and we're always looking to get better in what we do. So I mean, we'll we'll we'll, we'll love you for that. And 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 it's all love. So now we're gonna we're gonna go into where we obviously share the social social media handle. So yeah. bro, I'm gonna let you take it away. Where can the people find us on, on social media? Bro, you can find me on Instagram. Bro, Instagram is looking crazy right now. Like Instagram is flipping everything around. Yeah, terrible. But you can find me on Instagram at long live T O B E. I'm super cool unless you want to ask me a million questions. Like, bro, if you just meet me for the first time and you want to ask me a million questions, you don't know what I'm doing. Like, what if I'm really busy? Like, man, oh yeah, where did you grow up? Man, just chill. But you know, I'm really cool. If you want to hit me up, ask me a question or two, feel free. Um, you can also follow me on Twitter, at LongLiveTobe as well. And the podcast, make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram. That is urban theology underscore. Do not forget the underscore. There's actually another page that doesn't have an underscore. Once we get big enough from your support, we're going to buy that other page out. So keep on supporting us. Where can they find you? Yes, sir. You can find me on both Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at rice underscore and underscore stew. And that's both on Twitter and Instagram. So yeah, I do follow back. And yeah, just keep engaging. Nice, nice, nice. Well, hey, 
great episode, bro. I'm 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 excited to you know kind of put this out and let this make whatever ways it does in, in the atmosphere. But um yeah, I'm I'm excited, bro. Yes, sir, yes, sir. So we love y'all, man. Stay blessed yeah. and we'll catch y'all on the next next episode. Peace. Peace.